So I don't want to out myself as like a like a dirty riot supporter. I know that's still a little bit passe. I think our audience is a little bit more mature than that. I think I think that our audience is actually kind of woke, if I if I do say so myself. But um, you know, I I I don't want to take the backlash of letting everyone know that I've actually been uh been playing a lot of Wild Rift. Do you, do you know what Wild Rift is, Cap? I do know what uh, Wild Rift is, and and Riot is a very woke company, so. I don't know. I think that their their CEOs aren't woke, or like they're. I think actually a lot of people at Riot aren't woke, actually, but not woke like the Sidepol podcast. It's fake woke. It's, it's uh, it's it's uh, sh- showing woke while farting on people. <laughs> now, <laughs> I can't. I can't even plow through that. I just had to stop. Um, I I don't know if it would be your thing. I know that it's that it's not really a, a thing for me, but but I'm definitely having fun experimenting with Wild Rift, which is their uh, their their mobile MOBA that they that like just relaunched wide, and mm-hmm, basically mm-hmm. they they took all of League of Legends and they just shrunk it into into a mobile game with like keeping almost all the functionality of normal League, like with some changes, a normal MOBA, and um, I think that I fucked around a little bit with like Vainglory before just to like try it out. But this is the first time that I've really seen uh, a, a mobile game like this actually like perform well and feel good and be fun to play and be like enjoyable. And it really makes me realize how much I've missed the boat on like the mobile games market, right? Especially we, we know how much it's growing in 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 the east with a uh, you know PUBG Mobile is bigger than PUBG. I think Wild Rift is gonna potentially be be giant like like big. Um, even if it's not like esports big, I think that's just going to be big. And uh, like, I I think that it might be my favorite thing that Riot's made. That it's a very early, it's a very early accolade to put on that. But uh, but I, I was fucking around with it today. I probably played like ten games, um, and uh, I'd kind of softly recommend it to people. That's okay. I forgive you, Joy. Thank you for We all me. stray from the righteous path from time to time. <laughs> uh, no, I'll, I, I honestly, I will check it out. Uh, I, I absolutely will. Because um, you're right. I think um, mobile games are pretty cool. Like, I, I played a little bit of Mobile Legends recently. Honestly, the only reason Wild Rift may not be totally massive is just because Riot Games kind of shit the bed. On, on that whole thing of developing their their mobile version of League of Legends um, early enough they they didn't they weren't they originally doing Arena of Valor and then uh, like they partnered with the company that was doing Arena of Valor and then decided not to and so Arena of Valor just turned into Riot uh, or League of Legends but without any League of Legends lore or anything yeah I think that's that's accurate I don't know the full story behind the lore I know, I know that. Uh... As a company, Riot struggled for basically ever, right, to pump out multiple games. Like, like the S and Riot games is always a meme. And then in the last two years, we've seen them, you know, Valorant, Team Fight Tactics, uh, Wild Rift. Like, they, they're actually, like, doing stuff. And I don't know the, the full history of how this fully came to be. And it does feel like they're late to the market. But I think mm-hmm. that they just might have the best application now. So, surely they'll get their giant audience to port itself over and also just start to capture more and more of that mobile space. And it actually, like, it actually made me a little bit sad because I, I was playing it and I'm like, 
man, I know that I would be having so much more fun if this was like mobile Dota. And then I had to stop and think to myself, like, well, why would I want to play that? Because I could just play yeah. Dota Dota, right? But then yeah. that's the same thing that I assume that a lot of people who are playing a League of Legends, like, they probably feel the same way. Like, oh, I can just play League of Legends if I'm a serious league player. Like, why, why go play a mobile game? And I think that it might have a place for, like, you know, hanging out uh, around the water cooler with some people. Like, hey, you want to play a game of Wild Rift real quick? Like, it might be, it might be fun. I don't think it's going to take like a, like a full pastime, but I was just mostly impressed. And the reason why I'm even talking about it in the first place is just is just how solid it felt to, to play a game like that on my phone. And you should, you should totally check it out. Yeah, I know. I'm sure that game will uh, will absolutely be uh, be massive. Again, the only reason it possibly couldn't be is just because uh, they're so late to it that so many other people have uh, already grown their own mobile games i think mobile legends is probably the one which which is the number one of of the fake mobile league of legends i'm actually not sure i, I think it might be mobile legends but i think there's been like a little bit of contention for it i don't i don't keep the only on reason that. uh i really know about mobile legends is because there were a couple of uh southeast asian pros who uh retired from dota to go play mobile legends professionally they're like i can't get sponsored so i'm moving over to mobile legends um so i just assume that's the biggest one but i don't know for sure i like the world where they're even bigger superstars now because they made that switch and like no tail should have gone to mobile legends a while ago but he's like fuck i'm gonna keep on doing the dota thing yeah fool he, d he didn't see uh how the uh the winds of change blow through the uh, esports ecosystem <laughs> but yeah I, I don't know about dota mobile i i feel like um you I feel like that just wouldn't work. And the reason why I don't think that would work is that I was watching a stream today. I was watching a Dota stream today. Oh, I never do that. You never do that. I don't watch that. any Dota streamers. Yeah. Screw them. I don't, I, ugh. Dota streamers. Uh, but that is because this person was uh, not a Dota streamer playing Dota. It was um, Strippin. If you know him, he's, uh, a, I would say, a decently famous uh, Twitch streamer, very in on the Twitch culture and stuff. Um, married to um, what's her name? Dodger, Dex Bonus. Oh, another famous. I mean, I, I know about Dodger, but I, but I don't know about Strippin. Okay, yeah, they're 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 a married Twitch power couple. Uh, very wholesome, all that jazz. But uh, I was watching him play Dota because I was like, uh, I, I knew who he was, and I uh, followed the D and D campaign that he did. Um, so I kind of knew of him. I really liked his campaign and stuff. So I was like, oh, I'll check him out. And he was, he had played Dota a long time ago in the past. This is what I've kind of gathered. Uh, he had played Dota a long time in the past, but he has mostly played League of Legends since. And I, I'm fairly certain he was getting a Dota because of the Dota anime, because his name in game was Marcy and he had a picture of Marcy. <laughs> <laughs> um, good good detection skills good deductive work he had been playing dota for uh this was his second day um he said that he played 16 games so far so this man was actually grinding dota games Fuck. hardcore that's like eight hours that's a full-time dota day yeah yeah and um and he was um one in 15 <laughs> Oh no! Just did, did, was he playing with friends? Did he? Was he solo queuing? No, he was solo queuing for the most part. Oh man! 
uh, and, and I was just like, Jesus, this has got it. And I'm watching him play support too. And I'm like, oh my God. Because he's talking about how he doesn't want to play carry because he thinks carry is a super boring role. He doesn't want to AFK hit creeps. He wants to do things. Uh, and Dota can be, when you don't have any knowledge, I think support is a terrible role to play because the only way you can feel like you're playing uh, uh, Dota when you're on the support role is if one, your lane goes well, and two, if you have like sort of pretty good understanding of all the enemy heroes, what you need to be afraid of, where you should play in a team fight. Like that's the only time you get to play Dota. If you don't know those things, then you're just like dying constantly. And so I'm watching watching him solo queue, trying to learn Dota, playing support, going one in 15. I'm just like, why doesn't he quit? Like honestly, what, why, why, new players? Like, why would you keep doing this to yourself? It's just awful. Um, it's an anti-advertisement I, for the game. He's like, ah yeah, oh, like, man, I the Dota animates got me back into Dota. Let me go load up. Oh, those are two days I, of his life. He's never gonna get back. Yeah, I uh, I did offer to uh, to help him out um, to coach um, and. Uh, We'll, we'll see if he takes me up on that at all. But because um, honestly, I think it would be super good if we had just more non-Dota Twitch streamers actually playing Dota. Um, but sadly, the community is not very welcoming to new people. The game itself is not very welcoming to new people. There's some just, oh, I, I'm like, I'm like listening to him and he has so many complaints about Dota. And I, I like, I of course like know how the game is balanced and stuff, but like, I can't even contradict him when he's saying some of these things. He's like talking about how, how the game is like so slow to end. You know, he's like, this game's over, but it's not going to end. And, you know, he's like, I thought this was supposed to be a comeback game. Like, but it feels like I can't come back at all. And I'm like, I I can't really argue with anything, these things from his perspective, right? Because it's just, until you get up to a certain, like, level, it, it's like, Dota is just a brutally punishing game. And uh, I, I felt bad. I was just like, yeah, I, <laughs> like the only, I feel like you only get into this game because of other people. Uh, so watching anybody try and learn play solo queue very likely playing up again like he literally was queuing into people who had like four thousand games this guy had like four thousand games on him same mmr he was put into crusader i think he was put onto the third rank okay so that's i mean that's some he has some knowledge he's he's, he's taking some things from his league knowledge or his past dota knowledge because that's not i mean that's not herald you know yeah, but I think he like I had to assume he went like one and nine or something. His calibration. I, I don't know how uh, how he ended up calibrating to where he is off of losing all those games and stuff. But somehow he was there and he was he was playing against people who literally have thousands of games of, of Dota. And I was just like, oh, this is no wonder people don't pick up Dota, man. League of Legends, like you you do have fun when you first pick up League of Legends because um, Dota operates in the extremes, right? So because of the extremes, you're getting 100 to zeroed. League of Legends operates in a very uh, a very balanced where like everybody operates within the same sphere of power, you know? Whereas Dota's like, I'm super strong here and I'm super shit at this. So, you know, I could 100 to zero you, or, but I'm a total glass cannon. Uh, and so League of Legends, you know, you get to throw skill shots around. You get to like, yeah, there's, there's fun stuff you can do with league 
I'm gonna get ranked in League of Legends just because I'm curious about it. I'm like mm-hmm. I'm like on uh I've I have so many coworkers who have like forced me to play with them at this point that I'm that I'm gonna get ranked and my complaints about League are opposite about his complaints about Dota. I'm like, man, this game is literally just one team fight and then ancient. <laughs> and I yeah. hate it. And the fact that I can't oh, fight yeah. back, I hate it. And the fact that I can't glyph my fucking Nexus for five seconds so I can respawn, I hate it. Yeah. He's talking about how TPs, like, people could always TP. And uh, and so, like, he, he had had a problem with that. I, I have played League of Legends a decent amount. I played it with my family quite a bit. Um, and obviously, I have good history in Dota by now. And... Uh, and I will say that it, that is something. When he was talking about like comeback, I'm just sitting there going like, I know how League of Legends goes. <laughs> I like I, I know how one sided that game gets very quickly. I've played probably uh, like 30 games a league now over over the last month as I'm trying to to like level an account over there slowly. And I think that I've had one game that I would classify as a comeback. Mm. Hate it. Hate it. We should right. stop talking about Riot Games in our fucking Valve Dota podcast. I need to go. I mean, we're shit talking their game. They're g- League of Legends is garbage. I'm gonna yeah. play the mobile. Yeah, game, like the podcast. League is garbage. Yeah. 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 That's it. Keep up the Dota Two Elite. It's gatekeeping community. Yeah. Dude, Get out I of love game. it. My favorite thing to do is, oh, you know, gates. You know, gates. I have a collection of them because I love to keep them. Oh, keep keeping mm. all the gates. Give them all to me. Just put up, put up those walls. You know, like it's get, really a, a get good or get out. You know, that's my motto. It's actually really a bummer that 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 guy was struggling to, to play Dota because we should. We should yeah, those. I wonder if he partook in the new player experience. I don't know. Uh, obviously, I I came a bit late to that. Uh, I did I did message him and I just told him like, hey, uh, you know. Uh, I, I, Dota is an awful game to learn, but I promise you, it's an amazing game if you stick with it. If you ever need any help, I'm around. Just, uh, just letting you know, because um, uh, I hope he does stick with it. Honestly, he sounds like a Dota player. <laughs> it's so funny. It was like it was like the second game I was watching of him, and he was like, "Why the fuck are there so many pauses in this game? Every single goddamn game I play, there's somebody disconnecting and pausing." And I was like, "Holy shit! Is this a regular Dota stream? Like, what's going on?" <laughs> this um, guy's guy complaining about heroes or all these heroes are bullshit and stuff. He's like, "How the fuck is Chaos Knight a real hero? What the fuck? That's not an illusion. It fucking hits as hard as he does. That's not that's not classified as an illusion. That's not what illusions are." It's a good hero. Um, did you, did you try any of the new player experience? Did, did, uh, did, no. did you sit down and look at those tutorials? Did, did you feel like no. you needed to refresh your Dota knowledge? Uh, yeah, I could not be bothered to check out the new player experience. Cause <sighs> I, I don't know what I would possibly do with that. I, I hope it was good. Um, but <laughs> I, I can't recommend it to people. I just can't recommend Dota to people, you know, like that's so sad. <laughs> that's the problem. I can't either. Yeah. But that's the problem. I mean, I don't have anybody I would recommend Dota to. Like, I don't know anybody. But, like, if I did have All somebody, your friends were if I had, Dota like, a, a, bro- a younger brother or younger sister or something, like, I wouldn't tell them to touch Dota. That, that shit will ruin your life. <laughs> God. I actually did try out the new player experience because I was curious how it was made. Not because I needed yeah. a refresher. How was it? Um... I failed the BKB challenge. <laughs> I, 
I actually did the BKB challenge. I don't know why. <laughs> I most people who play Dota with me know that um I I love living on the edge and I and I hate buying BKB because it's so mm. boring. So uh, the BKB challenge is just like a hey, there's a Lena and a Lion. Pop your BKB before they they delete you with their alts. And I was trying to min max the challenge and didn't pop my BKB suit enough. That was actually another thing he said. He was like, there's so many fucking disables in this game. There are fucking stuns everywhere. The only way you get to play the game is if you buy an item that literally is designed for you to not be disabled. <laughs> and I was like, holy shit, this guy understands Dota better than most immortal players I know. <laughs> he's, like, he's like, this game, this item is fucking amazing. Like, they should just redo, they should just rechange the name of Dota, just buy BKB. And I was like, this man's this preach brother preach <laughs> bkb is a great item it's the best item in the game man uh, um i wanted to try the new player experience because i'm curious about all the people who all the people i in my imaginary all the people yes, who i don't know if they exist or not. flocking to dota because of the anime flocking because of the anime i know that we probably did like a show or a show and a half where we haven't uh, actually talked about, you know, the, the influx, the, the, the fucking trench of people who are just coming into Dota now because of the anime. Do we actually know if more people, I think more people are actually playing Dota, but I think it's like actually just like a very small amount, but I, I actually haven't looked at the numbers. Um, because, because the anime, did you, did you do what I did, Austin? And did you watch uh, Dragon Blood like in close to one sitting, close to release? Uh, yes, I did. It took me two days. That's also what I did. I, I, uh, I feel like I had to watch it immediately. Otherwise, I was either going to get spoiled about it, or I wasn't going to be in on all the memes, or I wasn't going to understand people are talking about. I felt, I have never felt more obligated to watch anything. That's not, you know... I felt the same need to watch Dragon Blood as I did to like watch the finale of Breaking Bad live or like mm. watch the end of like West or something that Westworld of like something that was going to be like all over the news and all over the media and all over Twitter. It's a cultural focal point. Don't want to miss it. And uh, I watched it and let me, let, let me give you my review. Let me give you my review. Okay. Yeah. Eh. <laughs> I I could wax a little more poetically than that, but that might actually be by be the best summation that I want that I want to give it. I think that if 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 we recap our positions pre-anime, I think that I was slightly more uh optimistic than you were. Yeah. Uh I I wanted to believe that your uh idea that it was like not gonna be what it could be and probably be a little bit iffy was was wrong and i just i just really believed that that they were gonna be doing some some more stuff right with the show mm -hmm. and then mm -hmm. i was watching mm -hmm. it and i realized at a certain point that i was only watching it to complete a task as opposed okay. to watching it 
because I was super invested in it. Like, I was watching it just to finish it and know everything that happened. Not because I'm like, ah, fuck, man. I gotta watch that next episode. I never felt that once. Which is, like, kind of a bummer? Mm -hmm. Do you care about the characters? Um, I mean, part of me. I mean, I, uh, uh, a, a man of culture cared a lot i don't know um my i i had a favorite character uh her name was uh her name was marcy and i made the lady marcy Mm -hmm. i made a lot of fan art about her um i made a lot of fan i i've only fapped two times thinking about wow marcy 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 in half oh my god um now i i was interested I, I I didn't really care about Davion I didn't really care yeah. about Marana and I feel like yeah. her backstory wasn't as fleshed out as it could be I thought yeah. Marcy was um, you know fun as far as character goes it probably helps the mm-hmm. fact that she didn't have dialogue and I think some of the weakest parts of the entire show was actually the dialogue so yeah. not being able to speak was probably beneficial to her because <laughs> uh, she didn't say anything fucking stupid uh, I was interested in uh, I was interested in Invoker, just because I feel like the the backstory lore of like Invoker being a father and in a relationship with Salamene, who like you know that's that's like kind of cool high level Dota lore that I feel like I wasn't exposed to. That that was like a cool driver of the show, right? He was the best part of the series for sure. Also, I'm a big I'm a big Troy Baker fan. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think I think that Luna might actually be the most interesting character because she's like a religious zealot slash genocidal maniac, but like not. Uh, so I actually think some of the stuff is interesting around like Luna and the concept of of Salamene and then and like the the abuse of Salamene, but I around every corner of the show. Uh, I, I just couldn't help but feel like, um, man, I, I've had so long to think about this that I could have tried to formulate something to explain it. And now I'm struggling on the spot too. This is unprofessional. I've never felt, uh, a show be so slow yet so incredibly fast at the same time like generally yeah. i feel like when you look at 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 um like like written television media it's either one or the other you either go wow this thing is way too fast like i'm not really i'm not really attached to the characters i feel like there's no character development i feel like there's no character arcs i i don't really understand what's going on because too much information is coming at me at once right it's too rapid or the opposite of Man, this burn is too slow. I don't, like. I feel like nothing happens. I feel like I'm wasting my time. I feel like you know, yes, stuff's changing, but like, it's it's taking a whole season to get like a single beat down, right? And the Dota anime seems to do both of those, which I'm not sure if I've ever experienced before in a show, because there is like entire episodes that like I'm I'm sitting there scratching my head, going like. Am I stupid? Am I, like, not fully understanding, like, everything that's coming at me right now? Like, between, like, the lore and the names and the actual, like, visual plot of the show. Like, am I, like, forgetting stuff because it's, like, happening so rapidly in this story? But at the same time, like, it feels like nothing really changes. 
Hmm. Yeah, it definitely. So the, the anime definitely has huge pacing problems. Uh, they definitely try to squeeze too much lore and story into too small of a space. I actually feel like they needed like three or four more episodes covering the same amount of content to really, cause some um, like they've got some great voice actors in there, right? It's yeah. just one example, right? They've got Yuri and they've got Troy Baker, two really good voice actors. I was not terribly invested into either one of their, those those characters. I was not invested in the Daviana Murana um, relationship all that much, even though I feel like there was a lot of potential to it. I, I actually really like the way that they closed out their relationship uh, of like, they didn't actually make hot steamy love or anything. It was kind of like this friendship, maybe we're interested sort of thing um, and we're gonna part ways. I actually thought that was that was kind of interesting. But I, I was not interested in their dynamic for most of the season because there wasn't. I didn't really feel like they were. There was a whole lot of charisma, and and I, I feel that that so much of that was pacing. Uh, that, that things they were not allowed time to breathe and to be able to develop a nice bit of banter, um, and actually get me interested in their characters outside of their quests. So. Uh, that that was uh, certainly disappointing. Um, again, the best part was was Invoker for sure. That I think pacing. There's one part that like really showcases I think the pacing problems. There's that moment where Dragonite uh, Davion's having that like I'm getting angry moment. So I might turn into a dragon or something. And he's doing the fucking you know like the Arthur fist meme. You know like yeah. that that happens so often in TV shows. It shows the guys like really lost in his head. You know he's. He's getting angry. He's kind of losing himself. He's squeezing his fist. And they do a zoom in on his fist. Like, look, this guy's really angry. He's about to lose it. And then all of a sudden, I don't know if it was um, Marcy or if it was um, or if it was uh, Marana, uh, like, like touch him or something. And it does the classic like, oh, huh. that whole thing happens in the space of like two seconds. Where normally that scene that you've seen over and over and over again in TV shows, anime, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, happens over the course of like 10, you know? I didn't feel like a build. I wasn't like, is this guy actually going to punch that guy or something? It just went like, I'm getting angry. Oh, I'm, I'm awake. I'm good. Uh, thank goodness Moran is here. She kind of shook me out of my my uh, my thing. You know, like that thing, there was no tension built up because it was just squeezed into such a small little thing. And that for me says everything about the pacing of the show. I think that was like a nice little picture in picture of like the entire problem of the series. Uh, there, there was just way too much filled into way too little amount of time and nothing was allowed to, to uh, really breathe and, and get me interested uh, in various storylines. Like the, the dire rock was like a super cool concept, but it just, ends up being this little, little sideshow. You know, she goes that's to the That's arguably cave. confusing. I, I bet oh, yeah, very confusing. That, that's sure. arguably super confusing if you don't, like, take the time to either look at or think about her like a super a Dota person. Like, yeah. at, at first I'm like, even I was like, what is going on? I don't understand. Um, I think, you know, my... I think, I think my problem with the Dota show, too, is that I... Um, I'm already so invested in uh, television or good television that it's hard for me to take like all of my biases and learnings and, and the stuff that I like from like regular, you know, regular non-Dota anime, TV shows, dramas, comedies, and then 
not just enjoy the Dota thing for being a Dota thing. Like, I feel like I I have to look at it through the lens like I'm a fucking New York Times television writer. And I, and I want to, like, pick something apart and, like, you know, see, like, well, how does this hold up to The Sopranos? Which isn't how, like, you should not be watching the Dota anime and going, how does this compare to Breaking Bad? How does this compare to Evangelion? Because it's not that show. It's not Avatar. It's it, it's not, you know, The Wire. Like, it's not far. It, it's not anything that you would think of as like, wow, this should win an Emmy. Right? Mm-hmm. But because that's normally the stuff that I watch, I feel like I'm being extra harsh to it because I am thinking about it like, oh, wow, you know, like, I feel like if I compare this to Avatar, it has a bunch of problems, which isn't necessarily fair, I don't think. Yeah. But I also think that I'm insufferable because I can't just enjoy it for what it is. Yeah, and what it is is a like a fun Dota and, thing. And rates everything, so, yeah. Yeah. My camera's not working. Camera, please! <laughs> Your camera's fucked up again. It's fine. Not, not, any, anyone, who is, any, anyone who is looking at the YouTube video is just, like, listening in the background. They don't actually want to look at our faces. Um, but I put on a nice suit and everything. You did. And you know how lazy I'm going to be because in, in a perfect world, I would be actually green screening you into a bunch of stuff and having fun since you're on a green <laughs> screen right now. But the fact that your green screen is just green for anyone on YouTube really shows um, how much I just need to actually edit the podcast because it goes live in like 10 hours. Uh, if anybody's wondering, I, I just I'm casting a Southeast Asian tournament right now. Finally, uh, you got a job. And- I know, right? Jesus. And so that, that, that is why I have a suit on and why there's a green screen behind me because I just got done casting those games. So I didn't dress up for the podcast. Please. <laughs> and if you, you did, I feel bad. Next show? week. Who fix it? Next week, I'll dress up. Um, okay. I'm, I'm happy that you're that you're a gamefully employed uh, adult now. Thank again, you. Again, Cap. We're really, really Wait, good Wait, so you. what would you rate out of 10? Where, where are you putting uh, Dragon's Blood? Uh, if I remove my Dota bias, probably mm-hmm. like a five, and even that feels generous. Like I can mm. probably make argument for like a four. I think that once you include like my enjoyment for Dota and the memes and everything else about that, it's probably elevated to like a six. You know, mm. I think that I I had a good time watching it, and I'm and I'm liking to talk about, it and I think that it was worthwhile, and I'm going to watch the next season. Like I'm not gonna be like fuck you, Valve and Studio Mirror. Like you know, I'm 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 invested in what's going on here. I, I really want it to be like a good positive thing for Dota. That's like cool and people like right, and like I yeah. still believe that you know, if this is a proof of concept, like it, there's no reason why it couldn't in theory get better, right? There's there's so much more they could play with. Yes, I think uh, I would also uh, real quickly. How's your rating system work? Is it six above average? Oh, I... <laughs> are, are you very solidly in the five is average camp? Yeah, I, I I probably should have specified because if you're thinking that my scale was at a five originally, then like, <laughs> oh no, it's very different. No, 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 no. Um, my, my scale is zero to ten, where zeros and tens theoretically don't exist because they're perfect. They're like okay. infinity. So my okay. scale is is like a is like a parabola that's going to infinity. So you cannot reach the end. Okay. So, but but five is average. A you're five not one is of those fucking people. right in the middle. A, yeah, a five is something that seven is, is not seven is average. You're not one of those, right? 
No. A five is average and a five is okay. But I think the reason why, and this is a sidebar, forgive me, we're so used to the American grading system where like a five is like dog shit because anything under mm-hmm. like a 70 is like bad or failing. But I think yeah. in, in, in this mathematical sense, a five is like statistically average. Anything more than that is, is above average. Yeah. I would rate it about the same. Um, I, I actually even might be more generous than you. I would say maybe six, 6.5. Um, and and some things are, are hard to separate out of my head. Um, but I do have, I, I think this has a lot of potential. And I think second and future seasons will actually be very good. The reason why I think that is I think the Invoker storyline was very well written and gives me like great hope. Uh, like I thought that the stinger at the end, the do you love me, that was like a great little bit of dialogue. It was one of the only little bits of dialogue that I really enjoyed. Um, I, I thought like that whole bit, I thought that was a cool arc. I Honestly, I just wish the entire season was actually more about that. Yeah. <laughs> and and oh, less yeah. about everybody else. Like I don't give a fuck about Fimarin. I don't, I don't care about their like their their elf orgy that they got going on you know but like is finrin gonna be the new dota hero um i hope i i, I actually think again i think there's gonna be two i think it's gonna be caden and Fimarin, but uh that, that's just me I, I i but if you do do it by the patch log leaks like the the data that's in the game that has been mined out uh like the, the mind control hero and stuff it kind of looks like that it's not going to be a dota, uh, dota anime hero at all um, but, and, and maybe the Dota anime, uh, hero will be for future stuff. Cause I, I would not be that surprised if I just don't see Valve working with the, the writers of the show. No, nah, man, I, I totally I, I disagree. That see, has I, to be, yeah. that has to be part of the, part of the big game plan. That's gotta be part of later the game plan. on, later on, but I, I don't think it'll work right now. And that's just me. In fact, I'm going to say if it is right now, I think it'll be very obvious that it was just kind of horned in. That they took like some pre-existing con- con- uh, hero that they already like, this is going to be the new hero. And then they're just like, we could turn this into one of the anime heroes. Like, yeah, this will this will work. You just didn't see all their abilities. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, 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 that's what I believe, just because I, I do not see developers and the producers of the show working together and i also think that's maybe some of the issues uh i know that like the um the director did say that they had to cut like two like two to five minutes or something off of every show i think it was maybe three minutes uh that that is a lot because the shows were very short it was like only 25 minutes each episode if they're cutting three minutes out of eight episodes that's a full another episode right like yeah so if, if you just assume that they originally were planning for it to be an additional episode, that could potentially solve some, but not all of the pacing problems. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, I'm interested to see in, in how it moves forward. I'm, I'm still actually walking away from it. Hopeful. I, I just wish that I wish that I was less insufferable and that I can just enjoy it for what it is, which is like something <laughs> silly and something that's like very much targeted towards me and not try and mm-hmm. analyze it like high art because it's not high art. I mean, I'm really good at just shutting up and enjoying things and I, I still did not give it a, a glowing review. Uh, like I've seen many people, many people do. I just don't get how, how people do that. I'm uh, convinced. But again, I, uh-huh, go I'm convinced those people giving it glowing reviews don't watch good television. I'm convinced. Yeah. 
could be could be um or they're just blinded by by dota stuff uh i i, I will say again i'm very hopeful for the future because one the netflix thing if they if they green light a second season they give it 12 episodes i think that the first season had real potential they just needed to work out a lot of stuff and work out the bit bit of the dialogue work out the pacing give the the characters more room to actually become interesting uh and less pushing them from quest to quest to quest uh and, and i would also say like the fact that they have to work with like pre-existing dota lore stuff and dota lore is so fucked up man it's such a fucking con i can't even imagine like looking at dota and like looking at all this shit and watching like slacks videos and stuff and being like what are we gonna make the show out of exactly like no wonder that the show storyline wise was like a bit of a clusterfuck just i want more red so mist lore stuff going in there I want more red mistalar. Where's yeah, where's Legion Commander and Axe? Well, maybe that then maybe that I mean honestly that's kind of a clear cut the whole Red Legion uh yeah, the Red Legion and uh Legion Commander. That whole storyline is kinda clean, I think. And uh I think they flushed out for artifact. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, like you know, the fact that Dota Lore is in the way, like I, I think there are just like a lot of inherent problems that you that were there for season one that I'm hoping the success of the show greenlit, get more episodes in there, uh, get yourself a, a cleaner storyline. I, I think it could be really fantastic. Um, so yeah, that's how I feel about it. I, I, even though I was very pessimistic going into it, I am optimistic about a second season. So, yeah. Speaking of things that I'm optimistic about a second season for, um, mm. We're officially done with the first uh, DPC circuit season. Clap, 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 right? Clap, clap. And you know, we've we, we've been going for a minute. We might be going for a minute longer because, um, I mean, maybe not. How much were you interested in the back half, which I guess really is just the uh, the playoffs of the Singapore Major? Did you keep it up? Did you did you stream every day? Did you? Yeah. We covered, uh, again, almost every single game. There was one series I did not cover, which was IG versus Secret, because that was so late in the day. It would have been starting at 7 a.m. my time, and I was just like, no, I'm not. I'm not doing that. And apparently it was a good... Bed. Yeah, I, it was apparently it was a good decision, too, because the second game was kind of shit, and it was full of lags. So uh, good decision by me. Uh, but yeah, we covered all the rest of it. I think the stream went pretty well. Again, average anywhere between like 1,000 to 1,500 viewers, which for my channel, being 10 minutes delayed, all these sorts of things, uh, I feel like is pretty decent. I, and I personally felt like this show was fun. I, I think we did a, a pretty good job considering uh, it's not like what I ideally would want. Uh, but considering some of the limitations, considering when it was happening, um, I, I think it went well. So, But what about the event itself? Do you feel like the event itself went well? I heard a lot of complaints on Reddit that fucking the, the broadcast never started on time and these goddamn panelists were, were taking up all this stuff and like I didn't even get to watch the games. I'm mad that I didn't even get to see the games. Yes, Joey is referencing a Reddit thread that uh, I tweeted about and commented in as well. I hope this will change we in Dota broadcasting. independently of each other. We were both upset about this without even talking yeah. to each other about it. <laughs> yeah, 
Uh, well, both, I, I know both of us would be irritated about this because huh? I'm on the talent side. You know exactly what it's like on the production side. And we both understand like what a load of bullshit this this thread was. This thread got 2,000 upvotes. And I, I made a comment on it. But honestly, nothing tops Slacks. Which Slacks says, the dude in Twitch chat that says, stop talking and start the game during the 10-minute break wrote a, wrote a thread and it got 2,000 upvotes. I mean, the man is is very good at, at being able to get to the right right to the heart of things. It really does encapsulate uh, that thread quite a bit. There there are legitimate production complaints to be made. Um, oh, I have a ton for the major, actually. Yeah, like jo- Joey will line it up for you. You can make red threads about each and every one of his points. Um, but <laughs> the fucking the fact that there's a two thousand upvoted thread where there are legitimately people uh blaming the talent for the fact that you don't get fast enough from the draft into the game and might miss out on an early double smoke run into each other pre-bounty team fight um or or you miss out on some of the chat at the very start of the game and you're blaming talent for that oh my god that is one of the stupidest things i've ever seen on fucking r dota 2 <laughs> guys we are fucking we're we're literally over a decade into our esport, how the fuck do people not understand like the just the basics of fucking production? And you know what? Like the thing about this, I was talking to lyrical about this. I I totally understand. Like I I know the production side because I'm I'm talent, so I know some of those things. I totally understand misperceptions that people can have. What I don't get is like just the fucking people who when you are ignorant on a subject and you know you have to be at least a little ignorant on the subject if you've never worked a day in your life in production or talent work and you don't know what happens behind the scenes, you've never seen that. Like you have to know you're a little bit ignorant. How you could just assume the worst out of people. That's what this is. That's what truly bothers me about a lot of this stuff is is whenever I see these kind of things, I totally get not knowing I don't blame you at all for not knowing what goes on behind the scenes. But like assuming that the, that it's because the talent are fucking <laughs> narcissistic pieces of shit. They're fucking just obsessed with themselves like a psychopath and, and they just love listening to their own voice. And that's why there's a delay between the draft panel and the game is so absurdly just awful. Like I, ha- I legitimately assume you are a terrible person if you jump to that kind of conclusion. <laughs> like, what kind of what kind of personality are you? You must be a terrible person to be around. You know, like you, like you fucking some guy uh, accidentally bumps into you on a busy street. Do you like immediately assume that that guy is 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 uh, like did that on purpose? That he like fucking threw his whole body into or tried to throw his whole body into you and fucking tried to tackle you, but only clipped you is like, like, is that what you assume? Do you just automatically assume the absolute worst in everybody that you see? Cause that's what I get out of this. <laughs> Dude. I, I like even can empathize with the people who are like, Man, I really want to see the as soon as they load into the game, so that maybe they're gonna say GLHF to each other. Like, okay, whatever. You're like way more of a Dota nerd than I am, and maybe there's value in that. Like, okay, cool. Like, I get that that might be something someone wants. The idea that you're not seeing the game because like you need to listen to Tsunami have another uh, Tinder ad read. 
And he's stopping he's stopping you from watching Thunder Predator because, you know, for any reason, it's like, oh, you just don't understand how anything works. You just don't get it. And, that, that and maybe we shouldn't assume that people I don't know think... how broadcasting works. Because why should people? They're there to watch Dota and have fun. Mm-hmm. I, I, I saw that thread. I was just so upset today. I'm like... These people are so ignorant. This is, this is, I've never seen an example of more ignorance. Is I, I follow like general esports, and this is legitimately one of the dumbest fucking esport fan takes I've ever seen. I follow a bunch of other esports scenes. I check out our global offensive all the time because I watch CSGO casually. Like, this is one of the, Thomas, like, come on. I, I just cringed in embarrassment when I saw that. I was like, oh, God. That's just, like, the one of the top comments is, to me, it feels like they give themselves too much attention. Like, yeah, that, I mean, that is a legitimate complaint you could lobby about people who work in talent industries, for sure. No doubt. A lot of them like the attention. Yeah, that's probably not a lot of esports people though, because generally I think esports people and especially people who like come from the professional side are all introverts. But yeah, that's why I think Dota people are the Dota talent are super sick. Is because they're 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 like very very few of them are like really fucking enjoy the spotlight. Very very few of them, uh, and I think a lot of them are just you know introverted people who found a job that they like and and uh, kept doing it. And, um, you know, how many Dota talent do you see trying to work outside of Dota? Hardly none. Those people aren't, like, gravitating towards top of the ladder in talent industries. You don't just stay in Dota if you want to be top of, top of like, you know, you want to be the next, like, Shroud or the next Pucket or whatever. Like, you want to be one of those really big names in, in like, general gaming and esports. You don't stick in Dota this entire time. But, yeah, like, but again, like, I, I just cannot get into that mindset of, like, audit, just being totally ignorant and assuming the worst in people. Because that's just so opposite to how I live my life. You know? Like, I, I just always assume, like, first and foremost, that things are not ill-intentioned. Because I feel like they very often aren't. And if they're ill-intentioned, there's probably a reason for it. There's probably that person has had, like, a really shit life. Or has had shit things happen to them today. You know, like, there's a lot of things that go on there. What, um... I really sidetracked us. This is my fault. Did you have a good time actually watching the playoffs? I should probably admit, uh, very very publicly and apologize that I was wrong about Thunder Predator getting knocked out immediately. Shame. I was Shame I was you, wrong Joey. about that, and I'm a big enough man to admit it. I still think that they're pretty trash, but like I am wrong, and it's okay. What did I say? I said they are playing just good, strong, fundamental Dota. That is reliable. Granted, they absolutely like this may not be a trend that they continue. Um, they this may be the highest placing that they get. Um, in futures majors and stuff, I my enjoyment of the major was it was okay, but I thought there was a lot of boring games in it. And more than anything, I actually thought teams were just playing bad. Um, there are very few teams that I thought were super sick. Um, 
I thought Neon was, um, I thought Neon and Thunder Predator were super sick, but that's also like colored by the fact that they have low expectations. Mm -hmm. I thought EG and LGD were actually super sick and I was hoping they were going to meet in the finals again because I thought their upper bracket game was so good. Uh, that was that was some sick Dota, but I thought a lot of people were just playing bad, and I am convinced it's just because we have had a long, very long break, uh, from the DPC to the major. The teams were not able to get like very long amounts of scrims, like like day wise they show up, they only show up and are able to play scrims for like a day or two before they actually play their officials, and and in in general, we just don't play very many officials. You you go in the DPC, you play what seven? Seven official matches, seven best of threes. You play all that out, that's twenty-one games. You play the wild card in the group stage, you very likely have played more games than the entirety of the DPC. Yep. That happened for all that happened for all three wildcard teams. LGD, Vici, and Liquid all played more games in the span of three or four days than they did in the span of three months. Yeah, so I think between COVID, the break between uh, the DPC and this major, and the fact that the DPC is just lacking in games, means that um, that I, I think people were just weak. I think teams were weak across the board. Uh, they were just a lot weaker than they normally are in majors. So I think that might be a detriment to you, who could really like at some of the highest level, look at Dota and properly analyze it and like see who is playing well and who is making mistakes. I would argue that from a slightly more casual Dota viewpoint, that a lot of games were unpredictable and a little more wild, which can be more conducive to excitement um, if you're not focusing on the fact that like, oh, wow, they really misplayed that. Because sometimes... There is enjoyment out of, oh, they really misplayed that. And I think that one of the reasons why I was actually excited in uh, the major, even though I was also recognizing that a lot of teams just didn't feel right. Like, I don't buy for a second that, that you know, that's not Secret's final form. That's not LGD's final form. I'm convinced that Vici is a lot better than they were showing. Um <laughs> Maybe I watched more China DPC than you did. Um, but, like, they it, it feels like there were 8 to 10 teams. I would say, like, the top 8 teams feel like that they could have, on any given set, beaten each other. I think that there was... That there there didn't feel like a ton of variance uh, to, to me in skill gap. There, were, there was a minute where people were like, wow, EG's playing pretty crazy. But even that didn't feel like head and shoulders above everyone else to me. Um, I I personally felt like EG and LGD looked a lot better than anybody else. Um, that that is that that is my take. Like halfway through the tournament uh, or halfway through the playoffs, is that I just felt like those two teams looked a lot better, and I thought they were going to be our grand finals. I think the only reason that didn't happen is because IG um just they, they they seem to be the the top dog in China against other Chinese teams specifically. Mm -hmm. uh, they've been doing really well in that regard. So I, I feel like LGD just kind of like suffered because they had to play against IG towards the end. And the only reason the finals was good was because, as you said, yes, no doubt that like 
clean games are never exciting games, I would say, for the most part. The uh, the absolute best games in Dota's history are always throws back and forth. Um, and that's okay, because Dota is a game of mistakes, and there's a lot of pressure on the line. Um, so clean games are very, very, very rare. Um, the only reason that finals is exciting is because EG lost control in that game three, and they fucking spiraled downward like crazy, and IG kind of figured something out. Um, but you know that if that was a had been a three zero, that would have been one of the most boring finals of the uh, of, of the entire major. Yeah, uh, up until thirty minutes in game three, it looked like EG wasn't going to drop a map for the whole event, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. No, it certainly did. I mean, halfway through game three, I was like, "All right, let's time to wrap it up." Um, so yeah, I like yeah. The games, are, some games were like messy and stuff, and that did make some exciting games. But I felt like more often they were messy and still one-sided. Um, but again, differences in experiences because you did follow Team Liquid for most of it, so. <laughs> You know what? I'm not unconvinced also that Liquid could still beat a lot of those teams. Not at that tournament, no. <laughs> I I was convinced that Liquid was not going to make a deep run. The only reason I possibly held out is that I'd felt that way before and, you know, they always managed to turn things around. The Liquid fucking clutch where they just fucking bottom out of a group stage and oh, barely I... clinch it and do well, you know, like that has happened so many times. That was the only reason I was willing to give them any kind of, because uh, I, I felt like they were just totally figured out. A lot of their games are really sloppy. Yeah. A, a, lo yeah. a lot of the back half of their games are really sloppy. Yeah, their, their play style, you have to play, I think, very, very clean. Um, Thunder Predators play, play style, meanwhile, is like very reliable, I think. Um, Neon was a, actually a better example of liquid style. I would say EG also. I think EG and Neon actually showed a more successful version of of Liquid. Um, yeah, where you know you're not necessarily drafting a a true one position. Your heroes are generally feel like they have a clock on them, and your team doesn't want to play a game that's longer than thirty five minutes. Um, you need to have a lot of map movement. And uh, yep. yeah, it did. It did oftentimes feel like I would watch the the OB games, and I'd be like, hmm, "This looks like a liquid draft." Yeah, 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 yeah. It looked really good on Safe Lane Furion. Don't know how they kept getting it in the playoff games. Yeah, that was surprising to me. After after they took out uh, which team they beat with those those two those two Nature's Prophets, I'm like, oh well, they're just not going to get that hero anymore. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I don't know. When I look at a, a team and I see they have a hundred percent win rate, and all those all those games are in like must win games. They did it against Liquid at the group stage, must win. They did it in the playoff match, must win for elimination. They did it in the next series, must win. Like, <laughs> I feel like it's like that's a pretty obvious trend. They're really good with this hero. Don't underestimate it. It's it's clearly what's um is actually getting them deep in the tournament. Just ban it <laughs> please uh but yeah uh, overall it was an okay tournament i was not um i did not think it was that great again if it was a 3-0 eg would have been uh the whole cap on that tournament would have been super boring but you know emo dropped the question mark and all of a sudden the, the whole tournament became super hype uh just from that one moment 
and it was seemingly destined to go to a game five and end with IG winning uh, after that that question mark play. So what a fucking Chad! What a Chad! What a Chad! Now it's it's a meme running around the world. I've oh, the very first game in Southeast Asia that I casted for this uh, tournament. Question mark was dropped very early on. It's funny. We've reached new levels of of BM. Yeah, we'll see. I I don't know. I'm not sure how much you can keep this BM going because I feel like there are some rules, uh, even at, at TI that you can't. I don't think you can like like think about the where this is trending. Okay, so like a little bit of all chat is allowed. Like, where do you stop that? Like, okay, at what point does it just become like like hockey? You know, where some guy's just your designated fucking hitter. You know designated bmer who just starts all chatting shit to people to try and try and tilt them like you don't really want that i mean i i would enjoy it but like i i feel like as an esport i don't think you want that on the ti main stage you know i think the existence of tipping really muddies the waters for me right because what's different than than five man tipping someone instantly after they fuck up versus all chatting a question mark because they, because here's here's why because those sort of things are instituted in by Valve and they have natural limitations to it. You don't tip with a note that says "Lol, you suck." It's just <laughs> a tip, okay? That that's all it is. Or you you have a spray that says "owned" or whatever. Like that that's all it is. That's the limitations. When you have a keyboard, there are no limitations. You can type whatever the shit you want. So it goes from question mark to all chatting Lamau to all chatting I fucked your mom lol to <laughs> I fucked your mom's corpse lol. And, you know, and it's just like then it starts going way off the deep end in an attempt to be uh, as edgy and tilting as possible. So uh, I, I think uh, I think you you cut it off at at um, you know these sort of moments are, are, are kind of allowed and also simultaneously. Uh, ignored in some way um, rulebook wise because they are super super good I think they're great for the scene but you can't let people keep going down this route I wonder at what point also like Emo realizes what he did because my interpretation of events that happen is you know if, if I'm going to hit someone with a question mark that is such like a like a visceral instant like fucking lizard brain response that happens you don't sit there and go hmm should i drop a question mark you just fucking shift enter question mark enter like that's like it happens in a fucking nanosecond and i wonder if he drops that and then he goes oh no i just fucked up like i would love to have been inside of his head for the moments after that happened because he like are we gonna get a draft penalty (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know i mean in all, in all honesty i feel like they probably should have i don't want to discourage that like i uh, like i actually think that is one really good way to deter it is that you do get draft penalties for all chatting which also means you can all chat you just accept you, the penalty you can excessive celebration in football right you're allowed yeah. to do it you just yeah. you just take the penalty, right? Yeah, you just take the hit on the chin, no problem. 
uh, I do think that is actually a, a very nice soft touch on that because it also means you can't go too far because at some point in time you actually get docked again. Uh, if you lose all your drafting penalty time, then that that really sucks. And then the next step is actually getting docked a full game. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I, I, I so again, I do think he probably should have been docked something there, uh, but. I also hope players continue to accept that and do a little all chatting. Can I ask you the real important question though from the major? Yes. Ask me. What was your favorite commercial? I am not allowed to use any of the assets from the mainstream joy. So I didn't watch any of the commercials, you goober. What, did you, you just cut away to, like, webcam? Like, what did you do? No, I'm watching it in Dota TV. Oh, that's right. I'm not show. I'm, I'm, like, I'm not supposed to show any of the stream. Of course I did, because I'm at 1,000 viewers, so, like, no one's going to fucking stop me. I would just put it in a, in a smaller box, but I'm, like, I'm not actively watching it. There's no sound coming from it. Uh, but, yeah, I'm not supposed to use any of those assets. Hit me, hit me on Twitter in the YouTube comments with your favorite commercial from from I, I I got there was a whole fucking rotation that they had on and I memorized it and I know so much about fucking Shopee and why four four is mega shopping day than I've ever cared to know in my entire life. But um, I know about the Apprentice spinoff in Singapore. I know why they made that fucking title belt for the championship. I know, I know why I want to visit Singapore. Come on, let's play. Ain't nothing gonna hold us down. Like I, I, the amount of times that I heard those commercials uh, was sickening, absolutely sickening. Uh, I, I have another important question for you. What? Um, which was your your favorite uh, team pack? Uh, which was your your favorite team chat wheel line or or spray? Did you? Did you like those? I feel like is that even punching up at this point? I guess it is. It's Valve, right? You can never not yeah, punch up at Valve. I, Valve. I mean, the only way you could punch uh, farther up is is literally going after God Himself. So, uh, yeah, I'm 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 okay with continuing to punch up at Valve. I mean, because like I like at this point, I feel like I've given them a fair amount of leeway. You know, I moved the goalpost several times. <laughs> I was like, all right, well, I guess we're just waiting until the end of the DPC. Uh, and then it'll come out right after. Um, then, then I said, well, it'll probably come out uh, in preparation for the major. Uh, hell, just release it just for the major teams. Like uh, again, I would, I would never would have included all those teams. I would have included just the major teams, like they do in CS:GO, sort of thing. Uh, and then, and then, okay, well, the anime is coming out, so they're not going to release it just yet. They're going to wait for the anime to come out, and with this new patch that's coming in, that, that'll be their whole thing. Uh, and then that happened, and then the major started, and then the major ended, and it's still not fucking there. <laughs> it's just absurd at this point. It's it's so fucking amazingly Valve time. <laughs> like you we should edit the, the Valve time wiki page to include the fan bundle. Oh, absolutely. The fucking fan bundle is the best example of Valve time because because the thing is is that there's like, uh, there's just like a hard like timer. I feel like for the fan bundle, you you kind of needed to get out by the end of the season or 
for the major or something and it's just it's just not <laughs> and so you literally have people who I, I, I again I kind of doubt people spend a whole lot of money or really put that much effort into creating stuff uh, if if they are in lower division and in danger of being eliminated but like it is pretty funny that somebody could have done that and and just aren't there and just will never see their fan pack <sighs> If I had to bet, if I was yeah. a betting man, yeah, and you know what, I might even be a betting man. I've 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 been to 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 Dota Two Lounge dot com once or twice in my day, you know. Mm. Never never heard of it. Never heard of it. No. Well, in theory, I would be willing to wager mm. that we're not going to even see them released for the beginning <laughs> of the BBC season two. <laughs> Uh, that because... was my next movie of the goalpost. I was going to say, well, that it has to be for the start of the second season. They'll just include the teams that are in the second season. Because my understanding, as someone with, um, let's just go ahead and call it inside information, because I'm super cool, is wow. that uh, Team Liquid still hasn't been able to submit their updated fan pack. So I don't think if we've submitted it that anyone else has. I have all the assets. They're on a folder on my desktop. I know everything that's getting into the fan pack. I am excited for what is getting into the fan pack. I right, well, just preemptively move the goalposts. It has to happen by the end of the second season. <laughs> I'll just move that goalpost now. No, you should kick the goalpost even farther <laughs> down. It's got to be has to happen for TI, right? There's no fucking way you don't do it for TI. Just do it for the TI teams. Doesn't season two start like? Yeah, I fly out very soon. When? Oh, that's right. You have to starts out in like a week. Shit, you have to you have to get back to to Sweden, right? Yes, sir. Damn. I don't believe the second major has been decided just yet either. So here's my here's my hot take about the second major. Yeah. I hope they give it to a different TO. I think you almost have to. Um just because the not not anything like against PGL, and again I didn't watch the product, but most just because there's not enough spots, you know? Like, you kind of have to give it to a different tournament organizer when there's only two majors. I feel like you can't give a monopoly like that to one TO, you know? Oh, because PGL's also going to do TI. They always do, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. I just wasn't impressed with the product. I just I just thoroughly uh, wasn't impressed with the product. Yeah, I mean, all, all I saw was the uh, the panel most of the time. That, that was an amazing. Uh, obviously, there was a severe lack of talent. Um, and the talent yeah. that was there just fucking talked my ear off. All I wanted to do was watch the games. Dude, right? They wouldn't just let the games start. Like, what's wrong with them? God. Have a little fucking courtesy. Jesus Christ. Not everyone wants to hear you blabber on and on. I don't know, man. I... Imagine calling yourself talent anyway. Like, fucking Why self-conceited would you refer to yourself much? as talent? God, you know what that's even bad? Imagine thinking of yourself as an influencer. (laughs) 
I'm 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 happy that we're done with season one. I think that um, you know, I I was actually excited to watch an international Dota event, which hasn't happened in a while, right? Like, I followed Europe DPC. I'm invested in Team Liquid. I watched some other hype DPC games. The major really got me back into like, dude, this is why I like Dota, even though it's like you know not the topest Dota. It's not TI, but like it it gave me a good reminder of like, fuck man, this stuff is so good. Um. That's exciting, and I'm excited for the next the next DPC round. I'm excited to really see what happens once the TI picture starts to shake out. I do think that I have the very biased view of someone who was most affected by this in that um, dude go, flying out to Singapore and playing 27, 28, 29 games in four days to walk away with literally nothing is um. is such a bummer. I hate the fact that Alliance has more DPC points than Team Liquid does right now. Um, a lot. I yeah. really dislike that. Uh, again, a lot of bias behind there. Um, but- Everyone's talking about if Valve's going to change the system. I I am... Um, no, right? I mean, I just don't see them changing it mid-DPC. They don't do uh, that. The biggest, the biggest thing they're talking about is changing slots. Um, no, which I feel like, I mean, I, I was in a group of a, a bunch of NA talent and and players and stuff, and so I had to argue with every single one of them that this one major is not a reason to be able to give uh, to to trade slots. I'm totally open, of course, to adding in more slots. Yeah, sure, more the merrier. I mean, that's I'm not the one spending the money to make it happen, so of course, yeah, like. Add in two more wildcard slots. I think that's fairly reasonable. Yeah. Give an NA and SA a, a wildcard slot. That's totally fine by me. But Why not? Are they the only reason you got it, right? More t- that does mean more teams going there and not getting any money for it. So They're the only regions without a wildcard spot, right? Like, what's what's the harm in, in adding a wildcard spot to those two regions? Yeah. Make it an even 20 teams. Also. Change the format as well. Dear God, don't put teams automatically into playoffs. That's my that's I think that if I had to complain about something, and I feel like I've been doing a lot of complaining. This is just like this like feels like a really complainy podcast. I I don't like not having those teams in the group stage. Yeah. At all. Make 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 two groups of um two groups of uh eight or two groups of nine, depending how many teams you want out of the the group stage or wild card rather if you want four or you want to uh and you just make two groups i i could and then you could actually have somewhat similar timelines because you could have two groups uh playing um yeah i, I don't know this this whole again another reason why i thought like Virtus pro just bombed the fuck out that's I think largely due to the fact that they didn't play a group stage. I mean, uh, that's what I predicted at the start. So I'm sticking with that same story. There were going to be playoff teams and we're going to bomb the fuck out because they didn't play any officials and that kind of momentum is super important. I didn't quite nail it on the fact that the wildcard teams were actually going to own, but LGD did get third uh, and VG gaming did all right. So I feel like I'm not totally. Yeah, I mean, they eliminate each other too, right? Uh, no. yeah. Yes? No. I don't, I don't, yes. I don't remember. I don't no? remember who beat you. 
Hold up, I'm pulling it up right now. Honestly, I was Vici lost to IG in the upper bracket, and then I they was very beat Liquid, and then they beat Vici Gaming lost to Neon. Did they lose to Neon? Yeah, yeah. But yes, uh, Vici Gaming did get knocked down by d- knocked down by IG initially, uh, who went on to win the tournament. So. Uh, but yeah, I mean, LGD beat Secret. They took a game off of EG, then they ran into IG. It sucks to be them. But I feel like mostly my storyline played out to be pretty true. True Oracle. True tournament Oracle. Yeah. Also, um, I didn't... You remember I was talking about that hype reel? There's no way I could have gotten it done in time, especially with all the other stuff that I was doing at the time. So uh, I'm going to try... And get Valve to take me up on this. I've never approached Valve with a uh, a product. Never approached them as, as, as like, "Hey, I would like to to do something." But like, nobody nobody really does that outside of Slack. So I'm going to uh, to make a run at it. You should. You should wear See that suit. What they say. Yeah, you think so? Just get the top button going, and you'll be fine. Mm. Oh, you mean like like less? No, no, I, I don't think it's a sexy thing. Although, wow, there's a little bit of chest hair there. I don't think it's a okay, sexy Gabe. thing. I think it's a, you hey. know, maybe it is hey. actually a sexy thing. That's doing something. Hey, Gabe. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah, Gabe. Yeah, yeah. If anybody knows Eric Johnson, the way to his heart is through taking off the top button. Man. Um, well, shit. Are, are you going to be in Sweden the next time we talk? Yes. Well, yes, I will be. I will be in Sweden, and then the major happens shortly after, which I don't know where that's going to be. I don't know if I'm going to be going, but I may stay in Sweden and go to the major and then come back. I may not. I don't know what the timeline's going to look like. Then I hear there's going to be another event after the major at some point in Ooh, time. I haven't heard about that. That, that, that. that feels like a little leaky boy. Yeah, so Dota content coming up. Hopefully with your boy cat. Is there a world where you're globe trotting throughout through TI at this point? No. No. There, there's no way I would do that. Uh there's no way I would go into TI that way. There's no way I would leave Ellie alone for that long. There's no way that for my own sanity I would do that. Longest run I've ever done was like eight weeks, I think, in a row. And that was the old land schedule i was where i was traveling from place to place to place every week uh which is way more exhausting than six weeks in one place like i am in sweden so do you know if the do you know if the uh au dpc schedule is kind of the same situation as season one am i gonna get to watch all my yeah. games in the morning and be happy because they go really as far late. as i'm aware I, I haven't heard anything changing i i saw the schedule my my uh talent rotation schedule so that is the first sign that Valve isn't changing anything about the season. So. They're not adding in more games or anything like that. I think it's kind of fair, to be honest. It's like you created this idea and this product. You should probably see it out and see what it looks like. Because um, you had one season, it was super COVID stuff. So, you know. It's too small a sample size. Which is also yeah. why I don't think they're going to change a bunch of stuff for the next major. Yes, I would agree 
Most I get hope for is them adding wild card slots, but uh, I think anything outside of that, anything like them taking slots away from Europe, is just flat out insane. There's no anybody way that's going to happen. Really believes that anybody who really believes they should do that is like a vendetta. They have a, an agenda for sure. Uh, the thing, the thing that you were saying earlier, it's like you know, you. Ha- I think you have to look at this event like an outlier, not the rule, or not the new normal. Speaking of rules. Hot little bit of drama coming out of NA right now. Um, There is a little bit of spicy lower division NA Dota drama. Now, this comes out of a person that I don't particularly like, but I have seen, uh, but I have no reason to doubt what they're saying, and I have seen somebody else uh, say something about that, and that was a little Nick, and I, I quite like little Nick. Um, <sighs> quote alien man of banana apparently uh, Sabo Sabo I, I always call him Sabo but apparently he's Sabo that's what I've heard other people say Sabo got paid from war to kick me and other war players thus kicking me out of the DPC division 2 I got totally fucked and did get a chance to play open qualifiers because I knew I was already playing this is really scummy really sucks for me um and then Lil Nick tweeted out something about one thing about the DPC for these lower division teams in NA is that I don't think one player should have all the ownership of team and therefore to be able to have the slot, no matter if the other players get kicked by the one person um, that I, we talked about this before I said, it is the person who owns the slot. They have all the power. That was, I, I believe their way to be able to give turn uh, team owners some power that they actually own the slot. But for any un, uh, unsponsored teams, that just means one of the dudes, one of the players has all the power and can potentially kick everybody. Uh, and and obviously, something like them getting paid to do so is is very scummy. I, I think it's one thing to like kick everybody and uh, everybody else and like get an entirely new team. Uh, I think it's actually something else to actually get paid to do so. Um, so Valve has a tendency paying, with like their the policies. Who, who getting the, the, the new players, the players who were not in the DPC lower division uh, and paid to be on a DPC lower division team. Well, that's just capitalism, baby. <laughs> Come on, what is that? what's more fucking America than that right there? They they bought their way in. We're finally real sports now. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll we'll see about that. I, I could, the reason I feel like that is um, particularly scummy is because you could potentially pay one person a thousand bucks, let's say, to change their teams, and you're not even necessarily losing that money because as long as you don't get bottom two, you're going to make more than that out of the lower division. I believe I actually don't know what the bottom half of lower division pays out, but, uh, yeah, that is, uh, I think scummy. Let me, let me check it real quick. Uh, you make 7,000 for six. So you wouldn't make that money back as I said, or, or no, you wouldn't make that money back. Yeah. So I wonder what, uh, What's it's like, basically paying for a chance to make a lot more money. What's yeah. what's the solution here? Uh, well, 
Because are there any I... rules that are being broken necessarily? No. But Valve has a tendency to leave rules more open. Uh, you can see this throughout the history of all of their stuff is they want to may remain relatively hands-off. They will give you guidelines and say like, hey, just be smart about this. Here's the guidelines. But if people get stupid about it, they step in and will be like, okay, I guess we're going to have to create a, a more uh, accurate rule set. It's like when mom has and, to come into the room to like break up the fight. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, and then she makes you share your toys or whatever. Um, so Valve has had a history of doing this, whether it's with Dota TV broadcasting, whether it's with competitive rulings. Like, for example, they have, they have rulings where any sort of stand-in will net you DPC penalty points. But they've also had medical exemptions in the past, such as Era, very famous example, where that team like basically kicked him. And he still wanted to play for the team. He qualified for TI, but there was like this weird, weird stuff that was going on there. And Valve basically made them uh, play with him. Um, and there was also medical exemption for, uh, I believe, Bait. Now they have indeed given a medical exemption to Neon, and I'm presuming every team that provides documentation of a uh, positive COVID result will very likely not get a DPC penalty. And that's just Valve stepping in, right? It goes against the rule set, but steps in, and they're saying, like, well, this just makes sense. And I'm going to presume that they're going to see, if, if this is accurate, see something like people paying a guy who has control of a team to kick everybody and pick up them instead and say, that isn't quite what we designed with the system. Let's go ahead and step this step in and uh, and fix this. But we'll see. It's also lower division. So unless this kicks up a lot of dust, they may not give a fuck. I, I haven't seen it yet. So like, where's the Reddit thread? Yeah, this is just hot. This is the super hot insider NA gossip. As in, um, I follow NA Dota players so that's how i saw it i don't know if it's uh on reddit yet well i look forward to uh seeing all the shit takes there tomorrow <laughs> yeah well thank you for the breaking uh na drama uh mm -hmm. god that is it's wild i wonder what this i wonder if uh valve will just give the spot back to those other four people who were kicked and then the person who kicked them gets fucked and then that that group of four has to find a replacement for that fifth guy that feels like that feels like the the occam's razor solution well they did force fanatic to play with era i believe if i'm remembering all this right that was all the way back at like ti3 or whatever uh or maybe ti4 i can't remember but like that that was a thing that happened. So that fanatic roster was really cool. Yeah, Trixie, Era, uh, Fly, no it was Rexy on that team. Fly, No Tail, Hannah, Han Hani, Hani. Those were the that days. Team. That guy was employed by Join Dota. He was my project manager at one point in time. Very small point in time, but he was. I ever tell you that Join Dota went through like eight or nine project managers in the time I was there? You've shared that gossip with me, 
And I also think that um, my ignorance of the situation, but knowing how uh, management works a little bit, is that that's uh, not good. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Joey Dodo was in a perpetual rut. <laughs> I joined, and the current project manager, who uh, s- somewhat was part of getting me hired, uh, who I quite enjoyed, a guy called Moose, uh, he's known for making some of the Valve uh, documentaries. Um, mm-hmm. That's that's some of his work, I believe. Like the, uh, he does a lot of them. There's so many of them. Anyway, uh, him, I quite liked him. Was looking forward to work with him. I get, I show up there. I join Dota, and like the second day I'm in the office, they're they're having cake. It's because <laughs> it's it's his going away party. And he he pulls me aside. He's like, "Hey, I'm sorry. I, I yeah, I never told you, but uh, I'm leaving." And I was like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> you were like one of the only people I knew at this company. It was you and Toby. That's it. What do you mean you're leaving me? <laughs> Fire. And then alarms. what followed was a shit show of constant incompetence of project managers trying to take join Dota and continually fucking it up. Well, at least they finally found a good place for it, right? I don't know. That thing still pumps out news articles, and I'm shocked every single time. I'm just like, really? People still visit that site? It looks good. The site looks good. It's just, really? I'm just surprised. Man. Well, I'm going to take this puppy home because uh, it is late. And I gotta do some audio editing. Okay. And you gotta take that green screen down and take that blazer. No, it's off. staying up. I'm lazy. Green screen stays up. Clothes come off. Clothes come off. Okay. Let me let me refresh. You gotta take those clothes off. You gotta get in that shower. You gotta turn that hot water on. Not all the way, but most of the way. Steam it up a little bit. Maybe pee. Not in the shower because you're not a heathen, but. Yeah, no, nobody does that. It's, that's weird. Yeah, that's weird. Who would ever do that? Not me. I would never, yeah, not, not a single time, do that. That's no, kind of that's gross. Food. It's like that's like not water. It's like human water. It's like yellow water. Yeah, it's that's weird. Yeah, no shower peeing here. Sipel podcast. Poop pants. Okay. Shower pee. No K. We have standards. <laughs> uh, my friend, have a have a nice, safe plane trip back over to Sweden. All of the uh, LAX luck in the world to you. And I will talk to you soon. Yeah, I mean, I may not be in Sweden the next time. We just got to roll the dice. See if I get in. That's right. Oh, are, is is Fogged and Brian trying to go out again? Yeah. <laughs> That's exciting. I'm, I'm bringing my vaccination card with me. All right. That might just sway the guy. You know, he's like, I shouldn't let you in. And I just slide over what do you think about this, though? Hey, everybody. Vaccinated. I am vaccinated. Yeah. I got it right here, baby. If it, mm-hmm. if it, if you don't show your card to at least one person, did you ever get vaccinated for real? Good point. You didn't. You didn't get vaccinated. Everybody, go get your COVID vaccine if you can. Uh, go go wish Cap a safe trip and go uh, listen and follow and subscribe to the podcast, however you listen to it, because we're here for you. Not for us, but for you. Because we're selfless. And sexy. And 
show. Symmetrical.